recording now man we're recording it's been a while man uh get comfy it's been a while. flex out a little bit get comfy yeah <laughs> a little stretching it's it's actually so we're gonna let the audience in a little bit of a secret here we know it's been a long time but this actually isn't the first cast of 2017 yeah. or is it wait no was that first one over no, that, that, was it that was that was after inauguration Okay, yeah, and then we we wanted to release that file, but the feds took it. Well, I know, yeah, just go to go to NSA, go to CIA. They got a copy if you really want it. You know, we couldn't we couldn't be messed enough to actually check it out, but they got it. Yeah, we were about to release that thing. We had it all recorded, and then poof, it was <laughs> off of our. You know, we might one day. You know, we're working on some espionage. We want to talk about all the Japanese history I've been studying up. I'm learning on some ninja tricks and styles and, and tricks of the trade. So I might go into the NSA, steal that file back just for y'all. Little little do people know that the Japanese were back in even the Shogun times. Shogunate, Shogunate times? Yeah. Tokugawa. Yeah, they had a lot of – they knew how to handle digital media back then. <laughs> I mean they had all sorts of They were throwing USB drives encryption out like Shogun, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> USB. <laughs> all right. So either – okay. So we're going to let the audience decide. Either the deep state took our recording – or we were too lazy to edit so <laughs> You know what? We actually actual. probably – I mean we need to get this – where's this marketing intern at, dude? We got them. They were they were chugging mm. along. Now they disappeared. Oh, shit. Was that was that my job? Dude, I don't know. Your, uh-oh. <laughs> but we need to see if they can edit that. Because there, there was some gold there. You know, listeners, I mean I feel bad for you. You haven't listened to that. There's there some good gold there. The NSA, yeah. CIA, they're cracking up right now. Yeah, or maybe the Russian intelligence. I mean yeah, who knows <laughs> at this point, man. So I mean, I feel at this point we, we you know we're gonna have to have like a recurring Trump segment on this show because like you know again you rewind back to when we were just having fun oh he's making fun of Rand Paul at the debate he's you know it's like such a different world now and we're also like a couple months into this world now so like the shock that you probably heard in our voice if you dig up that old file that wasn't released I mean now it's like yeah. it's just like every day every day it's something yeah like, <laughs> every day the right? absurdity grows dude up is down down is up. So I don't even – I was like writing down – You know, I took very detailed notes but what we're going to talk about as I always do, very, very detailed notes. And I didn't even know where to where to start. I'm like, uh, everything? <laughs> uh, Russia? Uh, like healthcare? Uh, like I'm just like – it all happened really quickly, yeah, right? I mean, what are the three major buckets? We got you know, his view of the media, right? And that's a recurring theme via tweeting, via press conference. I have to say, I have to say, the way he co-opted oh, fake news for his to, to make it his own. Masterful, dude. Beautiful. Masterful. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, say, say what you will, man. Just stole that knows shit. How to, how to play the game at some level. But the game he's playing is causing a lot of harm, dude. <laughs> People dying out there. Yes. So all I can do is laugh. Yeah. But, so we got the media in one bucket. We got Russia in one bucket. We got like the fucking... That's a big. That's bucket. a big bucket. The fucking ineptitude internal, you know, leaks coming out like a sieve oh, in the dude. actual administration. Did you hear about this like quadruply layered leak? They like it was like Reince Priebus had a call with his staff about leaks that were about yeah. leaks of leaks or something, and that got leaked. It was like dude. unbelievable. Shit. How did that get leaked? Who's the leaker? The leaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's like apparently at one point Sean Spicer took everybody's phone that are like in his core. And like basically just started like thumbing through the email oh, wow. on them looking for evidence. No. He was like – he just like lost it. It's like – Well, I mean Sean, I Shani, I mean, it, like dude. that guy, I don't know. He probably doesn't get paid very much and he used to deal with a lot of shit. I'm like I would have checked out a long time ago unless he like really believes 
he is yeah. you know, believes in savior Trump. It just, it just feels like he's got a big target on his back now. Like it's like Trump is watching every press conference he gives, and it's like that dude just you can tell he has like the the body man mannerisms of like a dude that is being oh, yeah. watched by oh, the yeah. guy that could fire him any minute. Yeah, does not seem like a great position. I mean. I don't know. I don't know if anybody there is going to be exiting this administration, assuming it ends, with like a great resume item there. You know, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So we got that bucket. Then you got the healthcare bucket. Then you got the immigration bucket. Yeah, right. And he's come back. Dude, that's four buckets, dude. You went over your bucket. <laughs> too, too many buckets, man. I can't even. Dude, you can only hold buckets. two buckets at a time, man. <laughs> like there's too many damn buckets. Yeah. So the immigration stuff that came oh. out again last week. Not not much hoopla Jesus, about it. Yeah. But it's just as bad. Like again, the immigration thing was like a saga that that spurred up, of course, you know, three four weeks ago when they first signed that executive order, and like just the ridiculousness of like how it was again the ineptitude you mentioned, how it was rolled out. Trump tweeting to the courts who overturned it, "I'll see you in court." Of course, you're gonna see him in court, dude. <laughs> They're the courts, dude. It's like it's, it's, it's the it's the judicial branch. It's like you're gonna see them at Mar-a-Lago, like, dude. Uh, dude, Mar-a-Lago, dude. The Winter White House. I kind of want to go, man. The Winter White I House. I want to go. It does look pretty swagged out. You think we'll get invited? You think one like, day, dude? We, you think he we, listens? I mean, to we, this we shit? I mean, he will some eventually. Tr- truth, some facts. You know, if you look at the front row of the White House press briefing room now, and the kind of goofballs that are getting seated in the front row there, as CNN and New York Times are getting told to leave, you know, we might qualify. <laughs> to be <up> there. <laughs> he likes the Hindus, dude. He, he loves the, the Hindu. Dude, <laughs> he loves except when he kind of doesn't, and it seems like Steve Bannon also might not. Stevie so and we'll Trump, I'll be your token Indian guy. Oh, they already got mind. one, dude. They got the new FF. Is it FC? I think it's either the FCC or the FTC commissioner. I think it's the FCC commissioner. He's like against oh, yeah. net neutrality and stuff. For is for like he just like is doing a bunch of whack shit. So they've got oh yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yep, yep, yep. You know, I don't want to compare the guy to Suzer or these other dudes, but he seems like he's a wrecking ball yeah. through all that shit. See, there's like four buckets, maybe 10 buckets, maybe 20 buckets. Dude, the thing that stands out the most though is that Russia stuff, man. What the – like this is like some goofy-ass James Bond ineptitude. I'm I'm trying to track everything. How bad – I kind of want to – I don't want to believe, dude. I know. Here's the thing that makes it. So I'm not even. It's going like into the, the if you just left it at what was on the table pre-election or even pre-inauguration, it would still be this kind of like festering, weird, really troubling thing. But the problem is they keep it keeps blossoming new fucking tendrils, man. It's like it's like you got Flynn. You've got Manafort's new stuff coming out. You've got his like other. The name eludes me, but his the guy who is. <laughs> There's one of his staff members who was on the campaign, I think, who is not actually on the in the administration now, but he was the guy who intimated that he's like, "Oh, you were gonna hear about Podesta. You just wait, like before, like a day before, like like WikiLeaks like launched that shit, and they, they they found out that he was communicating with a known hacker whose name is, and I kid you not, Gucci Fur 2.0. <laughs> And he's trying to now. He's trying now. Oh, this is this guy's name is Stone. Robert Stone, I think. Yeah, Robert Stone. We're in this bizarro fucking world now, man, where this guy is on TV trying to defend the innocuous, he says, interactions he had with Guccifer 2.0. Is it Gucci Fur or Guccifer? Guccifer. No, it's like it's like Gucci man, like Gucci and then fur, like Lucifer. Guccifer. So yeah, you got the Manafort, you got the Flynn. Then you got actually do you see this other connection where I don't even remember, but right before Election day, there was these reports of like a Russian bank pinging some servers at the Trump Hotel or something like that. I forget the exact details, but they were it was, it was consistently being hit from this Russian server. And they also found that it was also touching to this hospital system called Spectrum Health. So it was only two people getting access to this Russian bank. And what they found out was, and, and now it's come out, is Spectrum Health, the head of Spectrum Health is Betsy DeVos's husband. 
Yeah, right? I'm like, what? That's, um, what? that's a little too crazy. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but that's a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of are conspiracy theorists. I know. Okay, we'll, we'll get to this later, I but I'm watching a lot of Alex Jones, like, dude. The segment on, that you shared with on Joe Rogan, I still stand by the guy is crazy, spreads a lot of Ooh. misinformation that can cause a lot of harm, but yeah, yeah, yeah. through all of like the shit he wades through, sometimes he finds like a nugget of gold that is actually true, right? And it's like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> My favorite moment, and I will not spoil it, but the fact that he's so indexed on the fact that like for some event, Obama's team ordered like $16,000 worth of hot dogs, and he's convinced that that's a proxy <laughs> yeah. term for male, male pornography. Boys, or not, sorry, yeah. sorry, male, yeah. male prostitutes, not pornography. Yeah, like, and he's like, he's like, oh, dude, $16,000 line item hot dogs? Are you kidding me? That has to be <laughs> prostitutes. And he's just like so convinced. Yeah. But then the, the truth of the factor is that that term hot dogs is used in the pedophile community to refer to little children. Like so he like he's like combining things together, right? Yeah, I mean synthesizing, synthesize. But you know, he does have pretty astonishing amounts of recall though. Just demonstrated in that interview. Like he remembers. Oh punch. yeah. Like if you just yeah, if you strip away like the crazy inflection yeah. in his voice and the sort of the emotion, like he is just recalling a ton of shit. But it's hard to tell. Again, this is I think also maybe like yeah, performance yeah. art brilliance that he has. Like how much of that he's just making up on the spot, right? He's like blending fact with like kind of impromptu bullshit to some degree. Again, I'm not saying all the time, but like some of that time he was just like – because yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan would yeah. like correct him and he'd be like, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to go check on that shit. <laughs> it's like, but we're in this weird world where like you know Donald Trump's sons are like retweeting Pepe memes and like – I don't know, dude. I just – I feel like my brain has been broken, my sense of irony. And another bucket we talked about all of this is current now new attack to on LGBTQ rights and transgender rights for kids, right? You see that, Bill? Yeah turning back on the bathroom, but like, come on, man. I mean, the reality is, is like transgender kids have the highest suicide rates and you're going to make this worse. That's like a very tangible effect oh, yeah. on, on people here in the US. That is a Mike fucking Pence bill right there. Yeah. yeah I mean, I just, yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that. I mean, or maybe a Bannon thing. I, I don't believe Trump gives a shit one way or the other. Like, I think the sort of like, I think like the sort of net positive of his like crass sort of agnosticism politically is like I don't think he actually cares about this stuff yeah. outside of like political points but that's the problem it's like the people who are close to him like do care yeah. like Pence and those guys do care about some really wacky shit and it's like yeah it's like this like that's like one of the worst edges of all this stuff like the darkest like one of the darkest edges is like the fact that like it really feels like things went from like kind of like you know a dawn of you know new acceptance and and yeah. like you know inclusiveness to like a really stark transition to black around like you know like oh shit as like a minority as like somebody who's you know you know somebody doesn't have a normative sexuality or something like do i actually have a place in this like is the government going to be actively persecuting yeah. me and i mean that the, happened the really funny, quick the goofy thing is that you know a lot of people pre-election called a lot of these folks you know obviously the phrases sjw radical left regressive yeah. the liberal left and there's truth to that too because i think a lot of that type of political correctness is imploding the left pretty consistently but at the end of the day you know, that the fears they had, a lot of groups had, are coming to a realization, right? They weren't unfounded. And I think a lot of people just said, you're throwing a hissy fit. You're, none of these things are going to happen. Well, guess, guess fucking what? They're, they're happening, which is sad. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's like, and I think there is sort of this general issue where it's like, or like this general like conundrum where it's like, you can't stay focused. And this is kind of why he won, you could argue in parts, because like, you couldn't stay focused. Like, by the time his like leaked, you know, you know, the Billy Bush on the bus tape, of like him, you know, admitting that he can you do whatever you want with women if you're a celebrity, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like that was three weeks to the election and there was so much other shit that happened. People forgot about it like a week out. And it's like the same syndrome of like just fractured 
you know, sort of like attention is like still in full effect here. It's like it's gone up. And it's yeah. like – so it's like every day it's like you were just asked like what Russia thing? Like which Russia? It's like – or like which like, you know, thing against the LGBT community? Yeah. It's like I don't even know. It's like I have to like go and like – on one hand, I'm hesitant to keep checking the news because it's just like what shitty thing am I going to read about in my Twitter feed yeah. next? On the other side, it's like you feel like you have to keep a watchful eye because it's like so much crazy yeah. shit is yeah, happening. it's true. I think like remaining vigilant and seeing the resistance, dude, the resistance is coming. You know, luckily nothing yeah. crazy egregious has happened yet that I think like puts – well, I don't know the, the extent of the Russia thing. So this is my take on the Russia thing. It's like yeah. Yeah, Flynn obviously, you know, he was lying. He should have revealed that. Sessions obviously lying, but it seems that the call Sessions had with the ambassador was – you know, not in a capacity for the election. He was just, one could say, as Trump was said, he was doing his job. I don't hold that against him. I hold it against him that he was lying. The Manafort stuff I've been dug into too in depth, so I don't know the, the true ramifications of that. And when I tie it all together, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, what could these small, short conversations have led to really? I mean, we know the Russians influenced the election. If Trump had a part to play in that or not, the reality is we're dealing with a Trump presidency. Now, future state, you know, current administration, what can they actually conspire or corroborate with the Russians on outside of own personal dealings? Like what national security interests can be compromised? I think that's the super puzzling thing, right? It's like what – like Russia is important, sure. But it's like – again, it's like one of the issues – one of the only things Trump has been consistent on is his like inability to criticize Russia when prompted by any TV host, right, or any radio host. And it's like – so you know Michael Flynn, like he's had connections to Russia. He's done like basically lobbying on behalf yeah. of Russia, also Turkey and other places. Same with Manafort. Like Manafort was basically a guy who was tied up in the Ukraine during like the, all that shit that went down, right? And it's like it's like these guys just – it seems like they have – like there's the idea that like there's just this weird – maybe it's just like they have a weird predisposition for Russia. They have like connections there. Again, like it's one of those things where – I think it was the Brilliant Idiots or another podcast. They said like it's like it's to the point now where they have to keep denying it because even if there's something that isn't that that harmful or that that insidious, it like just looks so bad that they have right. to keep denying what they've done. But at the same time, like these are not like it's like a former general, these are, like a former diplomat or like you know at least like statesman. It's like and they have long ties to the country and like it's just like where there's so much smoke, there's got to yeah. be some fire, right? It's like I just don't know what it could be because everyone's hyperbolized it to the biggest degree now, and it's like. If he is just a puppet of Putin, like it's almost like, okay, well, that's what you would expect maybe. I don't know. I don't know what could surprise us, right? It's just like I think everybody just wants to shoot a drop. It's like just let's yeah. figure out what it so is. So I'm on the stance what is of like it? let's obviously have an investigation. Let's run this through its paces. I don't like you know the left like stretching for you know trying to grab at, at something with the emoluments clause where you know they're like calling yeah, like the, it's like the bullshit. Trump- yeah, like they're talking like even if it's not the bullshit, Chinese it's just bank, like, yeah. you know, government-owned bank, and Trump Tower pays bills to the hotel. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's not an emolument. He's paying his bills, dude. He's paying rent. <laughs> like, I think that's much of a stretch. But yeah, the, all the, there are too many fucking points on this spoke that it has to connect something. I guess we have to just figure out where. And once we're led into the White House press briefing room, yeah. we'll be there. We'll be asking those questions. So we're just one social media intern away so from need, getting man. there, guys. It's, you know, we just need someone managing we'll that Twitter soon. account, tweeting at Trump. We need one retweet from Trump and yeah. we're in. We could probably get it. We just <laughs> yeah. probably wouldn't be proud of what we'd have to say to get it. I love Fox and Friends. <laughs> it's like, dude, I saw I, – yeah, it's like, you know, it's like I saw them. Dude, I saw those fake news 
you know, it's like I saw the protesters, the organized protesters getting paid by by Acorn. Yeah. Like some what is like that, that, dude? Where's my check, dude? I went to the fucking protest. I didn't, I didn't get a check. Where's my money at, dude? <laughs> Where's my money at? Yeah, it was great. It's like they're all getting paid, dude. They're all getting paid. Oh, it's pretty great. You can just basically dismiss a wave of people. It's like, yeah, they're all just getting paid. It's like great and terrible. Oh, dude. What are you drinking, man? Dude, this goes with my, my gaming. We'll talk about it in a bit, but I'm right now drinking some Kuro Kirishima Soju. Uh, it's what? Actually, it's a, a distilled from 83% sweet potato, 17% rice. You know that that nice ratio. If you go if you go 20% rice, you done fucked up, dude. You need that under 20% rice ratio. Oh shit! Not, really? Is that is that like I, the? I actually didn't. I thought it was thing? all rice. I didn't even know sweet potatoes had a role to play sweet, here. Sweet potato sounds pretty I exotic. It was all just rice wine. Yeah, but you know the goofy thing is I didn't even know where this. Sh- I, I didn't know I had this. I've never bought this. I don't buy very much. The only alcohol I ever buy is Fireball. So I know this. I didn't buy this. So I don't know how this landed in my fridge. So either, you know, NSA's been spying it again, trying to poison me, or yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I actually don't know how to explain it. How this <laughs> would be such a great way to take out a, a political enemy. You put a bottle of <laughs> yeah. soju in the fridge. <laughs> oh, shit. Just found dead games. the next morning. That's how they get at you. They play them mind games. That's why they put them chips in the Samsung TVs. You can see what you're talking about. Use that against you. Mind games. Yeah. What about you? What you drinking? Samsung, dude. I have not one, but two coffees because I had to go get a cable because I lost the cable that connects this microphone. You know, nobody carries mini USB cables anymore. It's all micro USB or lightning. So I had to go get a mini USB and I'd already gotten some coffee. So I got another coffee and I'm basically just taking turns drinking out of the two coffees. It's just regular coffee. It's a flat white, which is the specialty around here in London. It's like basically a latte except with less milk. I see, I see. It's like more espresso. What is the difference between a macchiato and a mocha and an espresso and a latte? Like what are the key differences? One is just more milk, right? Okay. I'm not going to get all of this right, but I'll get the ones right that I have – that I somewhat frequently choose. So a mocha is like the most different. It's like chocolate. You got some chocolate sure. in there with like a latte basically. It's like – Latte is like quite a bit of milk with a shot of espresso. It's like basically like the whole okay. thing I think is milk minus the espresso or like foamy milk stuff. With a mocha, it's like you got chocolate in there too, which is why it's awesome. It's like, ooh, we got some okay. chocolate. It's like basically caffeinated hot chocolate, which is great. But, you know, it can be like a little bit less sweet or whatever depending on what you want. Macchiato, I really have no idea what that is. I think yeah. that's in the realm of things like cappuccino where it's like you're basically making up names based on how much foam is in the thing. Right. I think there's I like more foam in a cappuccino. <laughs> Macchiato, you can have a caramel macchiato. I don't know what the hell that. I think it's just yeah. caramel flavoring in it. I don't know what that is. I think Star- so. Some of these are names that Starbucks definitely made up themselves. So it's like I think macchiato is a name that Starbucks might have made up, or maybe is no. A name I've that- seen macchiato and cappuccinos in other places, but the issue is well, cappuccinos for sure. But I don't know about like the macchiato. Like they made a frappuccino. I mean, come that's on, true. dude. That's true. The frapp- they made up the, you get, the fraps are good and the refreshers. Actually, speaking fraps of refreshers, throwback to an old episode. Oh god, not this again. They got back yes. the cool lime, dude. They put cool limes not on notice anymore. They bought it back Damn, in the stores and get cool limes. Very berry hibiscus, strawberry refreshers. You know that's going to be Trump's next tweet. He's going to be like, "I brought back cool lime." They brought back cool lime, dude. Make America great again. But no, the issue is consistency. Sometimes I'll order a cappuccino at a place. And it comes in like a little small cup. It's like barely any liquid in there. And all yeah, the cappuccino yeah. somewhere else is like fucking 16 ounces. I'm like, you know, let's get some definitions definitions right. I will tell you, more often than not, I would say 90% of the time I order a cappuccino, I regret it because it's like it's just a bunch of hot foam. And then it's like just like you basically are left with like 30% of the latte you would have had. And it's like, okay. I don't know why people prefer the foam so much. I don't. 
Yeah, that I don't really get yeah. it. It's like, but, it's like the same people who like fucking crunchy peanut butter, dude. I want some smooth peanut oh, butter, dude. What? I like crunchy dude, I peanut no butter, crunchy dude. Peanut, who wants some crunchy peanut butter, dude? I want. I can't even like. There's inconsistencies. I want consistency, dude. I when I'm, I'm spreading it on my toast, I want consistency, smoothness, not like little like glops and gloops and chunks all over the that's, place. That's that's okay. It's probably maybe application difference. I don't typically put the crunchy peanut butter on toast. I'll just get like oh, one of those okay, little okay, gif. Okay. One of those little like GIF packs and just eat it with some honey or something. <laughs> That's good, dude. It's a power. It's a power snack, dude. It's a power snack. Just get a little huh. little packet of that. You'll be full for at least two hours, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. The soju the more is, you know. is quite good. Soju is good. You mentioned your. What did you? You said something about Japanese intelligence, dude. Well, I've been getting into. I've always been fascinated with Japanese history. If any listeners remember an old cast. When we were posed the question, what time period would he want to travel back into and be a vampire in? I'm like, I want to be a fucking samurai in the Edo period of Japan's history. So there's this new game that came out called Neo, which is based basically during that time period, like when Tokugawa became Shogun. I don't know if we want to talk about the game, but the game is fucking incredible, dude. I put in like 70 hours in the past three weeks, something like that. Yeah. Beat the game twice. Damn. Maxing like crazy, and I was just like getting into it. And then while I was playing this game, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to, I kind of want to, I want more, dude. So I ended up downloading the live action series of Rooney Kenshin, so the old samurai anime based after the Shogun era and the Meiji era. And that live action was amazing. So I'm like getting into all things Japanese now. Which is pretty great. It's the only way to go, man. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 abu lifestyle is the yeah, only dude, way I to know, go, dude. I'm fucking like throwing shuriken and kunai in my sleep. I'm like, it's good stuff. I never, yeah. Again, like I again, I think like many folks that we probably know. It's like I grew up watching like quite a bit of anime. Still enjoy anime. Still enjoy Japanese video games and culture. I never got into the history side of it. Yeah. though. it looked like it was very intricate. It was like one of those things where like I just saw the overview of Japanese history, and I think in most East Asian history or even Asian history, it's just like super yeah. intricate. So it's like, oh, all right, I got maybe if I have like a free month sometime, I'll learn all this stuff. But. Dude, you, you know. just play some games, dude. Play some Neo. You get the story. I mean, they throw demons in there, so that's like you gotta like realize they weren't they weren't no historically demons. accurate. Watch Rudy Kenshin. You get what you need. Uh, the thing is, like, I'm worried that actual history doesn't mimic any of these things. So I'm, all my historical viewpoint is completely colored by all these games I've been playing, and I actually don't know anything, which might be true. But I don't know. The box cover said that it's true to history, so I'll I'll take them at their word. I mean, these guys made Ninja Gaiden. How <laughs> yeah. could it not be? <laughs> It's like demons in that too. Yeah, it's like I – when I go into like – I remember like I spent like a month just reading a bunch of Roman history yeah. and that was pretty much just like trolling Wikipedia and the internet though. I need to probably like read a proper book at some point about history. Like yeah. I feel like I just go and troll Wikipedia pages when I want to learn different slices of it. But it also feels like it's just like – it's obviously an endless well. So it's like where do you – I guess if like if you have a specific interest like the Meiji period or the right, Edo right. period, maybe that's like a – better way to do it. Yeah, Meiji Restoration is interesting. That was, you know, when all the samurai ended up becoming ronin and wanderers because they had no jobs. That's cool. No jobs, dude. Make Japan no, great again. You need the jobs, dude. You always need the jobs, man. Jobs, you need jobs, the jobs. jobs. What are you, are you playing yeah. any games? So I've been playing actually – so Persona 5 comes out, Persona being one of these really Ooh. legendary Japanese series. Kind of a little bit more niche than some other ones. It's like – Supernatural, Scooby-Doo, high schooler, <laughs> like a weird combination thing, but it's really great. But it's like kind of like tongue-in-cheek about Japanese memes and all these sorts of things. Basically, I played it like a couple years ago but never beat it, Persona 4. And so I've actually gotten back into trying to – I got past the point that I got stuck on. Like I will sometimes do this where I get stuck in a video game and then I leave it for like 
sometimes even like multiple years, then I'll come back and just like pick it up again. So I've been playing that, excited to beat it so I can then, I mean, all the games are distinct storylines, but I still just want to beat it before Persona 5 comes out. There's so many good games coming out. You mentioned Neo, there's Horizon for the PS4 as well. Near, Near, and of course, but the thing that I really just want to play, just like sink into, is Breath of the Wild. I need to get a Switch. I need to play Breath. Yeah, of the Wild. man. Same here, man. It's weird. I mean, I've never Zelda. I've always been a Nintendo hater. I've oh, never yeah. played a Zelda game beginning to end. What? Never. I played a little bit of Ocarina, a little bit of Majora's Mask, a little bit of the Game Boy game. I forget what it was called, but never played it to the end. I liked them, but was never like enthralled by them. But yeah. for some reason, like. It's not only Breath of the Wild, it's the Switch as a device, which I never think I'd say that. It has all the things I dislike about consoles, like no strong online play, no strong multiplayer, nothing, right? Bad screen, bad graphics, like bad actual hardware building it, but just the core... Well, I guess that's a little bit debatable. I hear the build quality is okay. Build quality is good. It's a 720p screen, though. Right, right. It's It's, it's not like... It's a plastic screen. It's not even a glass screen. Like, it's not that's fair. And the, the Joy-Con controllers are fine, I guess. But I think the main thing that appeals to me outside of the game itself is I'm now at an age where I'm like, yeah, I like playing on the couch. But you know, at the end of the day, like I want to play in small bursts. I'm not going to have long gaming sessions. Yep. So the appeal of just like picking it up, taking it and going, playing it when I'm on the road or, or traveling or I don't know, wherever, is far more appealing to me. Like the idea of like a mobile device for actual true AAA gaming actually makes a hell of a lot of sense for me and my gaming career now than it ever has in the past. And then Breath of the Wild itself looks really fucking good from the videos I've seen too. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. It looked like, it looked really good. And I think the, I think it's almost like it's it's vindicating for me as a, as a Zelda fan that was really into Ocarina of Time, probably still my favorite game of all time, you know, kind of stereotypically. And then also love Majora's Mask, but never played like any of the intervening Zelda games. It's like having all the reviews that come out with Perfect Tens being like, oh, this is the game that is like Ocarina. Like this is the, the Zelda game you've been waiting for for yeah. 15 years. It almost like vindicates my sort of like errant fandom where it's like, okay, this is the game that I should now yeah. go to. I can get to the other ones later, but like this is this is it. Yeah. No, I was getting into like – no, I was I was so excited too that I started like calling up stores and like, oh, you got this in? And then I was on the West Coast for a few days and I called stores in Palo yeah. Alto and they, they were, everyone was sold out. Uh, I was yeah, struggling good luck. to find something. But I, I expect in the next two to three weeks, everyone will be in stock pretty easily. Yeah, it's a combination of that game and also like even though, again, like the Switch hardware isn't like, you know, it's not going to be up to date with all these new upcoming versions of the PS4 and the Xbox and stuff. It's like it feels like fun and yeah. gadgety yeah. in a way that like other things don't. It's like, again, like I, I'm traveling a lot these days and it's like I, I can't – one of the things that sucks is I can't take my PS4 right, reasonably right. with me, right? It's like being able to take a Switch when I'm like – you know, across the across the world would be like really awesome. And like, you know, it's it's kind of like cheeky, but it's like, you know, you have like this huge expansive game that's supposed to feel kind of tetherless, Zelda. And it's like the system itself is also kind of tetherless, which is cool. Right, right. It's almost like they planned yeah, that out, dude. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, for Breath of the Wild though, like the, what I've seen so far, it looks like they've like taken the combat and made it, the stakes a lot higher, like taking a page out of like a Dark Souls yeah. type games. They've expanded like the open world nature and the side missions to comparable to like a Witcher. The graphics are just like fun and like uh, bright, which is a nice change of pace. And the puzzles, like they, I was I was watching a couple of videos and like I've forgotten how much I love games that introduce puzzle mechanics into the actual day to day gameplay. Not like a Portal, which is pure puzzles. Yeah. But like small things, like in Zelda, you get this like magnetic device and you're like lifting up doors and you put them in other places. Like it's a good palate cleanser. I think really improves the pace of all those types of games versus just always fucking like doing quests and fighting people. So now I'm excited. I, I do want to play it. But the issue with me is that Mass Effect comes out 
in like two weeks. Oh, right. I'm, I'm absolutely. I forgot to be, mention that I'm one too. Taking a day off for that. I want to really sink my teeth into Mass Effect. So I never. Did you beat all three? I've only beaten the first two. All three. Of you? I didn't get. I, I didn't beat first uh, Mass Effect three yet. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Like it's like one of those like purest things in my head where I'm like, maybe I should just play the original Mass Effects and eventually get around to this one. But it like it looks like I don't know. You could just dive into this one just as well. Yeah. Apparently, it's just like completely, completely different. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. It looks really, really cool as well. I mean, there's just too many games, man. I almost want to take a sabbatical just to play games. You know. It's weird. This year feels like it's going to be one of the best years for gaming in a, in a long, long time. Right? Yeah. And we even talked about Destiny 2, which is going to come out at the end of this year. Oh, right. And that's going to be, that's going to be, I think, going to be really, really damn good. Just, there's too much quality content, man. Too little time. And you got podcasts, too. Man. What's up? And, and we have podcasts for content, too. We got yeah. podcasts. We got games. We got music. It's almost like it's enough to distract us from the world burning down around us. <laughs> yeah. Almost. 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 <laughs> that was like I think that was like you know the women's march and these things were really great and I think they were like very you know sort of optimistic signs of like being able you know to have people stand strong for their rights and stuff like that and all all the good stuff but yeah. like I think our friend Charles had a Facebook post I really liked where he's like and it was a little bit dismissive but I still like it where he's like I'm glad you all went outside today please show up at the polls in 2018 <laughs> yeah right <laughs> well I mean I mean it's, I don't think that's that, and that's just like a snide comment I think a lot of people those people did show up at the polls that's true. But I think that's like that's the crux of it, right? It's like you right, have right, to, right. Yeah. you know, you can't just you, if you exhaust yourself in the first six months of this thing. Well, it's probably we've seen last. already, right? We've already seen yeah. the first immigration wave, a lot of protests. Second one, nothing. Second women's march, which I kind of disagreed with some of the motives of that one. I don't know Why if you like that? dug into it too much. The Day Without a Women Day, which was last week. Yeah, you know, my issue with that was like obviously supported. It went there, but it not. It doesn't seem like. The protests that work and those things that work are ones that have a very clear demand and, and set of actions that they want people to take. And it seemed this was more just, you know, a day without women, you know, march and rage protest without any defined reasoning or cause. And then also how they wanted people to actually do it was they expected women to take off work as one of the ways to participate. And I'm like, listen, guys, like the reality is a lot of women who are struggling here in the U.S. for a lot of the issues that you care about can't just take a day off work. They're in a position to do so. So who are you appealing to here? You're appealing to a lot of well-to-do folks who care about women's rights, which is great. But if we talk about the concept of privilege, the people who are least privileged are the people who are not going to be able to participate in your protest for feminism and women's rights. People don't yeah. have the luxury just to take a day off work. <laughs> it's like it's – not, it's not a commonplace thing. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it feels like it just, it's like one of those – aspects that could get distorted into the like paid protester motif that you're hearing on the right, right. far right, which is yeah, obviously not great. What else is going on? You seen any good movies lately, man? Outside of Rooney Kenshin, let's see. No. <laughs> just Rooney Kenshin. I haven't either. I have, I have this bad – I just like, – I feel like I have very bad movie attendance over the past several years. Yeah, dude. Years. I haven't seen La, La, La like, I, I see movies – Moonlight. haven't seen Get Out. haven't seen any of that. No. Get Out sounds like the movie to yeah. see. I see movies again late, like late when they come on the plane. So I saw The Martian recently, which is great. So I'm saying that now in 2017, hey, that's a good movie. So you Check see, it you out. See your things on the flight. That's hilarious. I still need to see all those, like the last couple Harry I, Potter movies. I haven't seen I'm Fantastic seen Beasts yet. yet. I haven't seen Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, the Harry Potter sequel thing. Oh, cool. I don't even. I forgot that existed. There's also like a play yeah. that's ongoing, like Harry Potter and the Cursed Child or something. I, I read the book. I read the Cursed Child. It was actually pretty pretty terrible, dude. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it wasn't very good. 
I mean, you just got to let a good thing come to an end, I think, is the, there's, you know, Harry Potter did its thing. It was amazing. You know, just, just let it, just let it go out into the sunset, right? Yeah. I'm all about TV, sh- uh, like different TV shows that make me feel the feelings when I was reading Harry Potter. So there's a show called The Magicians. Heard of this? No. Basically adult Harry Potter. Go on. Season two, the first season's on Netflix. It's it's worth watching, dude. It's it's fucking hilarious. It's really campy humor, and it's it's not that you're like, it's like imagine if Hogwarts wasn't an elementary school but a college, and all the shenanigans. How much is it like video game high school? Because I love video game high school. It's a lot more mature than video game high school, but it's still really funny. Okay. You it's also watched Video Game High School. Oh, right? yeah. Did I you? love that show, dude. The law. That show is... The law is everybody here, this is the recommendation of this show. Watch VGHS on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, Do it now. It's so hilarious. And surprisingly good acting. That one oh, scene yeah. where the guy's father passed away. Oh, right. If I get the Asian actor's name like that. Spoilers, dude. That got Spoilers. Me. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a white guy. <laughs> yeah, the white guy. It was an Asian guy. Trust me. I mean, some of the characters as well, like the law, just for, yeah. you know, check it out. I'm not going to say any more, but just a great character. Show. I want to get some swag. Like I, I feel like I want to get more swag of the things that I like and start wearing shirts and stuff. You know, you know, always like to wear eclectic shirts and stuff. I want to get more shirts of things that I support. I get a V. I, do, I get a VGHS shirt and wear it. Dude, that's what I'm saying, man. You gotta. That's why I've been spending time like working on my apartment, like getting like paintings and all this shit. Like, but that requires people to come over and see that stuff. I want to be like always representing. No, that's fair. You know? That's fair. On the go. But it makes me invite people over, dude. Like I haven't invited anyone over yet, but you know. One it's going days. to. It's going to happen. <laughs> now, actually, people have stayed over. People are like Mango's Chilled here, Ben Parker, Sruthi, X. Okay. A lot of people have come over. And, They've come over. Yeah. What kind of paintings you got going on? What is the general art direction of the place? So I got I got conversation pieces. So number one, I have a metallic skull. Where is it? Where is it in the room it's, relative it's to – It's sitting next stuff. to my incense lotus holder. Damn, so dude. I got a, a metallic skull that's supposed to remind me. That's a guy that listens to Death Grips right there. No, no. It's supposed to remind right. everyone and myself of our mortality. Time is limited. Metallic skull. All right. Number two, I got a painting of a lady facing back and instead of her head, it's a bunch of paint splashed on the wall. Okay. It's supposed to represent, you know, colors and shit. <laughs> then, <laughs> then I have a light box. You know what a light box is? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's the Adobe application, right? <laughs> no. So there's a physical item called the light box where – like if you've probably seen signs where you can put letters and a light flashes through the letters. Yeah, and it yeah. It's all cool. Yeah. So I got a small one of those and you can just put like different letters on it and stuff like that. So That's like, cool. Oh, you got like a little house of horrors going on. What's going on? Yeah, dude. I'm hyped, dude. It's fun. So right now I have the, the word rebel on this light box and the light is on. You can see that when they come on, come inside. So it's coming together, dude. It's coming together. Can we call your place like the Rebel Den? The Rebel. Oh, dude, I love that. <laughs> the Rebel Den. You just come over to the TRD, dude. Just, you know, chill on over. You know? And then I have a reclaimed wood side table. What does reclaimed mean? Like, what does that mean? You I stole it? Know. It just sounds cool, dude. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it makes you sound fancy. No, but like adulthood, man. It's coming. Well, you can invite it. I'm still fighting it. I have a bed. I have a futon. I have a PS4. <laughs> And that's about it. Dude, you should get – actually, one recommendation is definitely get a sound bar. So I, I got a sound bar for my PS4 and my projector stuff. It makes a hell of a lot of difference. Okay. Well, I'm usually just having headphones on. But, oh, that's fair. You know, yeah. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I can see – I actually – I encountered a sound bar last week and I wasn't sure what the hell I was looking at for like the first 10 seconds. And I was like – someone was like plugged in their phone and it was – it really filled the room. Yeah, right. It was really pretty cool. 
Yeah. I was impressed. Are these like relatively new in popularity or has this like been going on? No, I think just like the tech has been out for a while. It's just like the quality of the sound bars and getting into 2.1, 5.1 stereo setups, surround sound setups. is like more commonplace and the prices decrease quite a bit. So I think it's just penetrating the market more. Like before, like a sound bar was like four or 500 bucks and I can get a decent oh, one for okay. like 150. I thought it, it reminded me of those monoliths from 2001 A Space Odyssey. I'm like, damn, dude, the aliens are here. Yeah. It's over. <laughs> it's a wrap. Or actually, they'd advance us as a civilization to be to be in line with the lore of the movie. Oh, actually, speaking of, oh, I know what I watched: Jupiter Ascending. What is that? The Wachowski sisters sci-fi film. Oh, right before Cloud Atlas, that everyone thought it was terrible. But I thought it was is that the one awesome. with Channing Tatum in it? Yep, Channing Tatum and Mina all right. Minas. I'm watching it then for sure. I, and, I love and, Channing and Eddie Tatum. Redmayne. It has got some of the worst lines I've ever experienced in a movie, but my God, is it still fun to watch? Okay, well, I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point. Sick action. Channing Tatum's like running around like a wolfman on these like jet skis. It's it's a pretty cool stuff. Like they've again, like they broke some barriers in terms of how you represent action scenes uh, in the sci-fi context. So it was, it was pretty always cool. kind of on the Wachowskis for that. Yeah. Did they both have sex changes? Are they both women? Yeah, they both went through gender transformation surgery okay. and, and everything. So I think it's Lana and Lily. I yeah, I remember. I, I just I remember like for sure one of them, and then I remember like it was like when I read about the second one, it was like it was like unclear if it was satire or not. Yeah, yeah. But it's like that makes sense. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, they both went through that. I mean, it's interesting actually if you look at their older movies from that context. If you remember in the Matrix, like that one character named Switch. Yep. And like if you actually because I, I watched the Matrix again back in December, like like yearly ritual of watching the trilogy again, or mm-hmm. almost yearly ritual watching the trilogy again, like Switch presented as male in the matrix but female in the real world wait was she presented as was she yeah yeah she like gender bending in between matrix and the real world was this in the first mm-hmm. matrix yeah because switch dies dude she's the person who is like not like this not like not this like this i thought she was a woman in both no no, no. like she has like more male qualities in, in the matrix i mean i thought you were just gonna say that was great foreshadowing to the nintendo switch <laughs> like, yep yep I thought that was interesting also channing tatum reminds me of one of my favorite drake lines what? So many chains, they call me Channing Tatum. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, I got to come see this apartment at some point then. Yeah, dude. When's the next time you're in New York? Supposed to be there next week, but it's probably going to get pushed out. But I hope in the intervening period, you get more eclectic items. It's going to be like it's gonna be like Monik's House of Horrors. It's going to be great. Dude, I will, dude. Now that the, the mission is out there, I'm going to start collecting some more knickknacks. Everybody comes over. It's like, is this a themed party? It's like, nope. This is how my place is all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like everything seems to line up with this motif you've got going on, except for this hibiscus berry Starbucks drink. And it's like, uh, it's like, <laughs> it's oh, yeah. right. no, it's part of it. <laughs> it's a statement. It's caffeine, man. It's a confusing world out there, man. So you lost your vape? I didn't lose my vape. I lost the charger for my vape. And I was like, if you ever seen, like, I understand now, like, have you ever seen these, like, scary videos of people who don't tell you to do drugs? You see, like, a lot of people who are addicted, like, fiending and, like, the term fiending for drugs is- or fiending to find cash. All right. Like, I was in that mode of operation when I came back from a trip and I was like, where's my charger? Where's the charger? I can't charge this shit. It's out of battery. So I'm like looking through under my couch covers. I'm looking through all my bags, looking through all my cabinets. I'm like, holy shit, dude. I need to calm the fuck down, dude. I'm just yeah, going to no sit kidding. down and turn off for a bit. So yeah, so I haven't vaped in almost a week now. Yeah, You sound like you're keeping together okay. I don't know well, though. I got, I got my soju with me, so. You also might hear a, I think it's Big Ben in the background. I don't know oh, if it's nice. Big Ben, but it's, you're going to hear some bonging. You hear that? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit? All right. I think we keep it in. I think we keep it yeah, in for keep, effect. Keep, keep Big Ben in, dude. It gives the, the listener context. Context. We're, we're coming at you transatlantic style. 
Death Cab for Cutie, Translanticism. <laughs> Great album. Zoe Deschanel, New Girl. You see how I'm doing this free association right now? <laughs> show's getting really good. Is it still going? It's still going, man. It's still my favorite TV comedy how many show. Season, how many seasons of this thing are, are there? Season seven. I hope it never stops, dude. It is. Seven so seasons. All right. That means it is a certifiable hit. I cannot poke fun anymore. Seven seasons is legit. Yeah. As comparison to the audience, I just saw yesterday on Netflix, The Fresh Prince only had six seasons, I think. Wow. So it's past The Fresh Prince. I would definitely watch it. Never too late to start, man. Never too late to start. I've been too busy watching anime, dude. I can't can't make time for this. So I've been watching a few anime. I'm glad you asked. Uh, It's like watching One Punch Man, which is kind of this like satirical take on like hero anime where like there's this character named Saitama who basically can kill everybody with one punch. Okay. And you think, how does this show last more than one episode if this is the premise? Yeah. But they somehow make it actually pretty entertaining. Huh. Where he's just like this goofy kind of like average dude who just looks normal, looks kind of like a goober. But he has like this immense power and it's like all the heroes are like, what the hell? There's somehow still like a pretty engaging story every episode. Even though, as you might expect, it always ends with him hitting somebody with one punch. And <laughs> That's hilarious. Him. So worth checking out One Punch Man. I'm finally watching Gundam Wing. Anybody watch Toonami as a kid yeah, knows Dragon Ball Z? I always used to watch Dragon Ball Z, of course. Like, I mean, who didn't? But, like, I would never watch Gundam Wing. It always seemed like a slightly more mature show. And, like, it always, like, I never got into it. I never, like, started correctly. So, I, like, always wanted to watch Gundam Wing. Because I, like, you know, Gundams are awesome. And, like, Gundam Wing seemed like the place to start. Yeah. The problem I made initially when I tried to do this last year is I didn't realize as a kid, but the, the English voiceovers for that show are yeah. awful. Like they're like really like they make you like question whether how this got through like quality control yeah, yeah. on like what whoever did this. So I've been watching it with the you know original Japanese voices, you know, pure pure as can be. And it's still a little bit weird. It's a little bit like, you know, campy, but it works. And I've been liking that. And then I've also been like sampling a few other ones that I've heard about. The most notable one is called Aldnoa Zero. Ooh. It's like about like basically a long time ago, Earth col- – like an Earth colony be- – like or just like there's like this Martian source of like technology which is like super advanced and like these Earth explorers like went and basically colonized Mars or like came upon it and basically became like a parallel race like outside of Earth and like they're still very like very so much – like they're still very much human but it's like they're like this different civilization and now they're like coming back to Earth and they've been at like war with Earth – and, like, it's, like, this kind of crazy invasion, pretty brutal so far, given, like, the art style doesn't make you think it's going to be as intense yeah. as it is. It's probably not as intense as, like, an attack on Titan or something, but it's, like, it's, like, the first couple episodes, like, shit goes down, like, with this invasion from this, like, Martian colony thing. And it's, like, kind of this interesting, like, w- like how are these, like, it's, like, a twist on the typical invasion story because they're, like, still humans. As a viewer, you're, like, why are they so powerful, like, why are they so motivated to take over Earth or like how did this shit yeah. get out of control? It's interesting so far. So I'm like – I'm kind of leaning towards the sci-fi stuff. I like this. I'm like I want to get more back into like sci-fi anime. Dude, sci-fi you know what shows. you need to watch still. So, what's that? Death Note, Death dude. Note. I know. Death Note, it's there. dude. I, I feel like Death Note is a show I got to binge watch That's though, true. right? It's is. like a show I got to just like set aside some time and just go through that. That's true. How are you watching this, by the way? Are you using like a streaming service or? Yeah. So like there are a couple less than probably legal ways to watch some anime. I try to watch as much of it as I can on Netflix yeah. though. There's actually quite a bit on Netflix. Or, you know, I got some got some homies who've hooked me up with the rips. Totally legal, yeah. I'm sure. Because I know there's a Funimation, so. a Funimation launched a streaming service too, recently as well. Yeah. There's like Crunchyroll. There's there's like a bunch of them. I don't really know which which I would choose. So it's like – I feels like like I'm not like – I'm not like watching so much anime. Yeah. 
like my anime per minute, my APM is not so high <laughs> that I need to like probably get Crunchyroll yet. But who knows? I might get there, man. 2017, fun, long dude. time still to go. It's fun. I just realized like I love watching this stuff. It is, this dude. Is I was I was watching the live action for Kenshin and I remember like Rooney Kenshin was an amazing, amazing show. Learned a lot of great truths from Rudy Kenshin back in the early days. Still need to watch that. Yeah, it's good stuff. How's that soju? Is it still good? <laughs> Soju's good, dude. Yeah, I'm feeling it right now. You're I'm drinking just straight out of the bottle. Yeah, straight out of the bottle, dude. I mean, that's a responsible Sunday right there. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's pretty decent. I don't know what the common percentage of alcohol by volume is for soju, but this is 24%. Seems pretty high. Yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty high. Yeah. Maybe not. Miyazaki. Oh. Miyazaki Japan. Yo, Miyazaki films. Did they, have you have you watched all the Miyazaki films? I think I watched. I mean, I watched like Spirited Away and stuff. I don't know what else he's had. I feel like there. I've only ever seen parts of Miyazaki films. I've seen like Kiki's Delivery Service, like parts of it. I've seen Spirited Away, parts of it. I haven't seen any of the new stuff. Like, is it Poyo or whatever yeah, that, that, that fish one is? Yeah, that I show. feel like I would really enjoy them. I just like you know. Oh, one thing I did watch is kind of not a Miyazaki film really at all, but it's like a, it's in the same vein as I watched. I finally watched Akira. Oh yeah, Crazy which is like stuff. the classic, classic forerunner. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna push my my glasses up my nose as I sneer and say, "Well, it was pretty good." And I think the animation was great, <laughs> but I think in terms of content, yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion is still above. Well, I, I still need to watch fucking Ghost in the Shell. I watched it back in the day. Oh yeah, I don't any of it, but I'm actually pretty hyped for. It. They're they're marketing the hell out of that movie. It's coming out yeah. on the 30th, I believe. I'm pretty excited for it. Even though I like, there was a, a bunch of hullabaloo over casting Scarlett Johansson as Major, but. I don't know. I'm still kind of curious to check it out. I mean, I feel like out of most Western actresses, like she's a pretty good choice. Yeah. I guess we'll see though. It's just like some of like – and again, like actually – so there's rumors now that there's a Metal Gear movie in the making. Oh, snap. But it's like I get the same vibe from that actually even more so from Metal Gear than I do for Ghost in the Shell, which is like a lot of these things are very hard to do. Right. Like I can't – like the exposition would be so hard in, in the real world, right? It's like when you have a video game or a 2D animation plane – you can make like these fantastical set pieces and these sorts of like stylistic things just work. Right. And it's like, I just don't know how these things are going to translate into like a movie. Yeah. We'll see. People will try. Probably make a fair amount of money on it. Oh, yeah. They're going to make bank. Maybe that's like the next wave of things. It's like, you know how like for like the last – like the cash cow for like the last several – like the last decade plus has been like taking these superhero movies and making them like the triple A of triple A, right? Yeah. And it's like maybe anime is the next – Hmm, Trans- I'd be down to for translate that. it. You oh, know, totally. I mean, they're making a Hollywood version of Death Note with William Defoe as one. Of oh, the really? Actors. Yeah. Damn, dude. They're really interesting. All right, that's that's pretty legit. Yeah, we'll look out for that. Until Channing Tatum is in a Gurren Lagann movie, <laughs> it isn't happening yet. Dude, I just want Keanu Reeves the best anime actor. He would do amazing, and he'd be a best. He would be a good Kenshin. He'd be a good Major. He'd be a good Light Yagami Light. He'd be a good anything, dude. He can. He has the the demeanor. Yeah. To do any anime, anime, I mean, he's got the full range, dude. Let's full just not, range, let's not restrict the man. I haven't seen. Oh, I John still need Wick to see both yet. John. And he just, I haven't seen John Wick one. John Wick's good, man. It is fun. I've heard it's really good. Yeah, it's really fun. So I'm saying he can do serious. He can do sad. That's what I'm saying, dude. Mystery. The beauty of Keanu, you don't know. You can put any emotion on him because he's emotionless. <laughs> or is he all of the emotions at once? He's a composite, dude. He's the fractal of all emotions together. Yeah. Dude, the more we're talking here, the more I just feel like this media sabbatical has to happen at some point. I really it's want to. It's not just a video man. game sabbatical. Really it's like a to. media sabbatical. You know, that's what I'm saying. What we need to do is we need to take like two, three weeks off. We need to combine things. We got to combine a trip abroad plus a gaming sabbatical plus a media sabbatical. Somewhere like dirt Damn. cheap, you know. Yeah. But global. We got to take this shit global. You know where we have to go for this. 
it's where? PvP zone in Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm sad I won't be able to make it to Charles's birthday, birthday party. Me neither. But I know yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be wild. I have to travel. I have to travel that Friday. I could probably come Saturday, but I, I figured like coming just for one day doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm sure it'll still be wild. Yeah, lots of food, lots of drink, lots of gaming at the PvP zone. <laughs> <laughs> the only customers there. <laughs> no, there were a few other people, I guess. That was amazing. So for people, okay, so to, to give the full spiel here shortly, concisely, there is this great, in, in the blistering heat when we went to Evo last year, in the blistering heat, we decided, man, you know, we could go do a lot of things in Vegas, but why not go to a gaming cafe in Vegas and just hang out there and play Overwatch all day? And that was as great as it sounded it would be. But on top of that, there's a boba place attached to it. Yeah. You don't have to leave. You don't have to go outside in like 110 degree weather to get boba. It's just one door in the middle of the thing. You go get boba, you come right back. And Korean food too. Like and that. Korean food. Yeah. I was like, this is like a window into a different life. This that is, is like could- that is genius. If they bought that shit to New York, that would take off. That'd be a franchise. There's a business idea. Okay, let's let's not let's not yeah, let anybody yeah, else yeah, know yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. Keep <laughs> <laughs> let's keep that secret. Let's draft up that business plan right now. Draft it up. All right. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Gotta get to drafting up.